I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have a bunch of different things to talk about. We're going to get into some graded numbers we saw yesterday for PSA, SGC, BGS. We're going to talk about a major Josh Allen sale. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win this week's NFL games. We're going to recap last week's NFL games. But first, we're going to start with the usual, with what's on your mind. Ty, you look focused and ready to talk. So I will uh, I'll turn it over to you and we'll get this party started. Chris Kreider's on my mind. My PC is currently leading the league in goals <laughs> with a 30-piece. Is he really? Yeah. He is. The Rangers oh, yeah. are legit. <laughs> Rangers are legit. That. And it's been a long time coming for my man. But if we're being real, that football weekend was insane. We'll get into it. I'll gloss over it real quick. But Tannehill is not the guy. Close the chapter. Close the book. Not that guy, Move pal. Forward. He had... He had the opportunity. The The Titans should have won that game. He forgot how to be a quarterback that wins playoff games, or maybe he never knew how, because, you know, you just don't do some of the things that you do uh, that he did. And so that's that. Close the book. You know, what am I going to do with my Tannehill cards, people ask? Nothing. I'm going to have them as memories to serve of what was a run that was. What almost was. What almost was. And then we proceeded to watch some epic games. Rodgers is a bum. Josh Allen was not that good, as Lou says, because he can't get past the Chiefs in the playoffs. <laughs> That's not true. He was nasty. That game was nasty. How do the Bucks blow that? That was crazy. But yeah, all in all, good. Crypto market has gotten obliterated but we're back it's a big it's a tuesday we're back it's a big day nfts are up crypto's up they've lost seven in a row i'm showing mcdavid card they've lost seven in a row classic folding fast you just got to get out of edmonton what about eth eth is back a little bit stabilizing you're not right wearing the eth shirt today no not today i feel like i need you in the eth shirt every day that's a good point jay ryan johnson was the top of eth the moment Ryan Johnson put on an ETH shirt, it all went to shit. It's all over. It's actually there. super true. I looked at buying ETH like in November and it was like 3,400 or something. So when I put this shirt on a week ago and it was under three grand, I certainly wasn't the reason ETH tanked. It was not under three grand. When you it were was, the shirt. Uh, Last week it was. Look it up. It was like 2,800. So that's that. Tannehill, I get it. It was there. It was there. They should have won. Ty, Ty, Ty. Save your breath, brother. We're going to get into the NFL stuff. You'll have your moment to to take to that. Yeah, I know. So that's that. That's what's on my mind. I did a little IG card show last night. It was pretty cool. But aside from that. Lou, what's uh, what's on your mind? My favorite part of the week is when we can see how many topics Tyler can run through before we actually get to run through them. That's my favorite part of the week. Um... (laughs) True, 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 true. Uh, what's on my mind? 
it's just football. I, I just love football. I was watching a lot of football this weekend. I had a good time. I came here to talk about it. And I will let Ryan talk about what he wants to talk about so we can get into the playoffs. <laughs> uh, so what's on my mind? Uh, I told Lou, I'm actually getting excited for F1 to start. We got middle of March. I think March 18th is like the first weekend. Just ready to ready to get back into that. I'm actually ex- really excited for that. Hopefully before the this next season starts, you'll have the new Drive to Survive or season what season three at this point, Lou? Season four? Season four. Yep. So excited to see that. Although Max, I don't believe will be on there. Still excited to see that. Did get a new background. We've been working on a new YouTube setup to film. So kind of a backdrop. So hopefully this will uh look a little bit more filled in in the next couple of weeks. You on the borough jersey back there? I should have, I should really, I, I can't believe I didn't wear it. I, well, you should I had it on the wall, black and black and orange. It'll I, I have a Joe Burrow framed signed jersey coming back from framing. Uh, it's actually inscribed Tiger King. Uh, I should have I got Joe Burrow um, or something like that. Yeah, I got it Wait, inscribed. You have a Joe Burrow Tiger King autographed jersey coming back to you. Yeah, oh yeah, I've had it That's for a while. the coolest thing I've ever heard. I have a I have a Joe Burrow full size autograph helmet that's inscribed "Welcome to the Jungle." No, when you say inscribed, like you're putting this order in for the custom inscription. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's downstairs. Meaning you're like literally hey, in my make it. You're I get really the auto not a with this on there. <laughs> no, Joe Burrow's a Buckeye. Remember? No, he's not. He left your school. Look, I respect. Guys. I respect. I'm not going to bury Rye for not being a Pats fan, but he's clearly a Burrow fan now. No, I'm 110% a Pats fan. Hmm. But I'm, abs- I mean, I got to root for somebody. Did you see the games this weekend? You got to root for someone. Yeah, listen, my yeah, but question, bro. My would you ever root weekend. for another team in college football? No, not even So, close. like, you're okay. not a Pats so that's fan. It. I mean, like, level. yeah, I, I mean, I rooted for Georgia to win the national title against Alabama. But you're, you've been actively rooting for the Bengals. Yeah, but, like, would you ever put on a college football jersey of another team? Oh, no. Uh, no. Like, would you put on an Oklahoma jersey? So, like, so then you can't, like, in respect to your Ohio State fandom, you can't really claim. We've done this before. We've done this before on this show. It's Ohio State fandom here. Everything else right here. It's not even close. So my point is, you should only claim Ohio State fandom. I'm kind of like, I'm like Mm. a Penn State sports fan, and then everything else Mm -hmm. I kind of dabble. Nah. All right. Well, we'll just leave that one. Let's just move on. Yeah. When Burrow and the Pats have an all-time matchup, and you sneak in your gut want the, the uh, Burrow to win, we'll end the debate there. All right, so uh, we had a big weekend, had some awesome games. Uh, the time. first one we have to talk about, my man Jay was there, got to witness it firsthand. Ryan Tannehill stinks. Blew the game. We Blew had away. a debate on this show. We took it to social media and people tried to convince, including Tyler, that this man was a top 12 NFL quarterback. He is terrible. I don't know why you guys ever thought this man was any good. He may still be a top 12 quarterback. No chance. In a world where Aaron Rodgers hasn't done dick in a game that matters in 10 years, he might still be a top 10 quarterback. They lost because... Of Ryan Tannehill. Aaron Rodgers had the ball twice to drive down the field with the game on the line, and man's went three and out. And is like all-time best quarterback ever. Scored. So, like, I just want to relax a little bit. Had, like, 10 points at home for, like, the 14th year in a row. And his haircut's bad. True. Yeah, somebody made a good point that, like, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson have kind of become the same quarterback. 
I think Rodgers has a bigger I'm the man without doing well, he's won a Super Bowl than Russ Wills. Oh, you mean he's a little full of himself? No way. Yeah. He's a little like to too I don't care to be not winning games that matter. Wait, are we still talking about the Titans game or moving on? Because I have to. No, I, we're I, talking I, about I threw a little Rodgers. got to take take his whooping. I mean, this man tried to convince us that this dude was good and Michael Porter Jr. was healthy. He might be the ninth best quarterback. In the playoffs? Not in the league? Yeah, I mean, being the being the seventh best quarterback in the playoffs is not a bad title to have. I'll be honest with you. I it's would love seventh. to have the worst quarterback in it. It's not seventh. But there's only like... It's probably closer to 10th. Like, who's a... Like, he, he he's in the same category as Jimmy G. Would love to be in the Jimmy G category. What? Is yeah, that I mean that's Jimmy like Jimmy G, like fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> you mean the guy got all like shipped out of your yards. franchise and then guys been like in... to bury you for the last he six stinks. years? Guys His been in the Super Bowl. Good. I want to back the same on your thing team. With Ryan Tannehill. No, Ryan Tannehill. Everything Can is good focus? around him. Yes, let's focus everything on the good Jesus. around Ryan Tannehill. They got a good line. Right, they got the best running back in the league. Let's talk about sports cards, okay? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill stinks. Fair. That's it. That's it. Fair. Joe Burrow. He, Joe Burrow. He's the man. Dud. The man. The man. Coolest Cards man. Cards are going crazy. You have crazy. some heat, right? I don't have a ton. I have a couple cool ones, but nothing, nothing crazy. Black. My. I have a black Pandora PSA ten black, uh, like optic auto, which is cool because like it's a, a dark. I think it's like a black jersey, so it kind of like it matches. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a ton, a ton of Burrow stuff. Yulu, what do you think about my concept? I do not. Let me tell you what I'm about to tell you guys. What do you think about my concept of trading my Mahomes for like a, like a really banger Burrow? I think you gotta just ride out the Mahomes. Looks what, look what's happened to Brady. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would. There's many guys I would trade Mahomes for other than like Brady. What if the Bengals win on Sunday? That would be amazing. That would be super cool. That's but what if I'm not, so like I'm Mahomes to get is ahead going of that to, a bit. Mahomes is going to his third Super Bowl in three years. He's going to three straight. That's a lot. Yeah, he's, listen, he's, I'm in a win-win scenario with the card, but I'm just saying, I'm thinking about ideas. The 13 seconds was pretty. Wait, hold on, because I got a lot to say about that game. We got to we got to wait. We got to get all these other games in first because Lou is going to have his moment in that game. the The moment of the show for Lou is is the Bills Chiefs game. So Niners Packers. Aaron Rodgers just can't get it done again. Jimmy does G. this does this seal Aaron Rodgers is out in Green Bay? I'll say this. Yeah, I think it does. I want to send some love to my close personal friend Aaron Nowak, who has mm. spent the last mm. 10 years living a lie. He was living a lie that Aaron Rodgers is an elite top three to five quarterback ever. And he's just not. He is... He, by the way, if the Jets get to the Super Bowl in 2010, he's not winning the Super Bowl because the Jets are winning that game. So he got lucky when he won that one, and he's done nothing ever since. It was kind of all a lie because he's gone. I think he's out. I don't know. Ryan? The Niners have some playmakers. Nick Bosa is a stud. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is a stud. I mean, dude can do everything. Return kicks, run, pass, throw. I mean, they should put him at QB. Like He does. He's got to be. He's got to be better than Jimmy G. Um, they're good, man. They're good. Respect the you. Niners. The Niners are good. And then the Bucks game. Crazy game. Crazy. The Bucks come all the way back. All the way back. You're like, dude, they're going to do it. They're going to win again. It was like 27 to 3 or 27 to 6. And you're like, here we go again. Seen this story once before. And then they come all the way back. And they score with 40 seconds left. And you're like, wow, overtime. Yeah. That, and uh... Stafford. 
that throw. That was special. Big boy throw. That Rams plus three was in real danger for a minute, and I got <laughs> real scared. <laughs> Brady just kind of looked disengaged. Can we go back to my take about him not looking that good? Because he did not look good again in this game. Rye. It wasn't Brady's best performance. I mean, that's a little bit of an understatement. Still better than Ryan Tannehill, though, for sure. Fine. He did not look good this year, and I'm just going to say it. He did miss my man on the the final play. He missed a lot of throws on Sunday. Is is this it? No. I don't think so. Wow. He's gonna do there's the two. He's gonna do this probably two more times. He's gonna go play somewhere else. I think he's out of Tampa Bay. I do think he's out of Tampa. Two years. You think he's leaving Tampa? Yeah, and he's gonna go. He's going LeBron mode, bro. Right out the end of his career, picking shoes, GM style. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. He's I like didn't got a whole like team doing like who's got the cap, who are we bringing in, who's our head. Yeah, coach? he'll go Where find somebody who will land it. He'll find somebody who will take Antonio Brown, and he'll go there. Just get to the championship. Game. I mean, where? Somewhere we'll take him. The Broncos, the Vikings. There's somebody who will take him. Yeah, Broncos could be a nice play. Yeah, that's a good spot. I didn't think about that. The thing with Brady is that he's been Frankensteining his whole career, coming back and this finds a way to come back. So I won't believe he's gone until he's actually gone. He's not going out like that. Until week one starts and Brady's not on a roster. Not even week one. Like I would say like... Yeah, he might come back like post-bye week. Yeah, like he might just come back for the playoffs next year or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Lou said later in the season. Yeah. All right. So Lou has been waiting. If you know Lou and you've watched or listened uh, to the podcast, if you have listened this season, Lou has not had a stronger opinion about any one person other than Josh Allen. He's my number one. And enemy. we got, he said, number one enemy. We've we got probably one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. It's, I think Mahomes they they said like Mahomes had like 177 yards after the two minute warning. It was the best playoff game of all time. I think that's pretty fair to say. It it, it was great, right? 13 seconds. Mahomes got the ball. I don't know why they didn't squib it. They don't squib it. Mahomes gets 13 seconds. That's one second less than it took Dak Prescott to run a draw play. Either way, they get in field goal range, tie the game. Obviously, coin flip at the, you know, coin toss decided it. Who picks tails? Chiefs win. Chiefs win the game. Josh Allen loses. Hate to see it. Bills lose. Chiefs go to the AFC title where it's Chiefs, Bengals. Lou, thoughts on Chiefs, Bills? Great game for Pat. Great game for the Chiefs. Um, it's nice to see greatness come through. There's a lot of times, you know, like some teams will sell their soul for a victory in October, which is what the Bills got. They got a nice win in KC earlier this year, but when it came down to winning time, one quarterback was better than the other one. One quarterback can't win a coin toss to save his life, save his team's life, really. And uh, their season ends, and their fans go back to being miserable, and that's what they'll do for the next 10 years because it's not going to change. They built their entire team around beating this team. They built the team that can beat them, and they still lost. So I don't really know what the Bills are supposed to be doing going forward, other than having Josh Allen get old and continue to deteriorate because that's what's going to happen. Wither away. Just wither away at the vine. <laughs> you hate to see it. It's a real shame. I'm Diggs, so sad they Diggs lost. with the seven yards yeah, they hurt locked my him. wallet and also hurt my soul. They locked him up. The funniest was they had Mahomes under 23 and a half yards and he had 
the run in the first quarter that went over that. He had like a 35-yard run in the first quarter that just went right over his total. It was great. But yeah, that was a great game. It was a good game. I'd be, I'm obviously joking around. It was an incredible game from Josh. But like, Mahomes is just... Did you leave the game saying I might need to invest in some Josh Allen's cards? I would never in my life buy Josh Allen cards. <laughs> Start. I know I said last week I would. I never would. I would never spend real money. Cool. Who was the most impressive player? Gabe Davis. That you watched over the weekend? That can't be the answer. Gabe Davis. No way. Really? He had four touchdowns, right? He cooked yeah. that safety. Yeah, that, that run, was, that was great. Just more impressive. Nah. McPherson? McPherson was a G. That, that's, yeah. Cup was who I was going to say. I mean, he had like 185 yards. That amazing catch at the end. But the quarterbacks in the Bills-Chiefs game, like, they needed a score every time. I mean, Mahomes got him in field goal position from the 20 or 25-yard line with 13 seconds left. What a two-play two play calls that were just amazing. Andy I'm Reed like, is what are savage. the odds? Like, that's unheard of. Like, Mahomes, we, we had a segment on this show talking about the Chiefs panic. No, we meter. did not. You did. We've done this before. No, we did. Jason made the graphics and you talked Actually, about it. Actually, you I, too, but we can keep going. I have the talk. All right, so the quarterbacks. Lou, yeah, so yours the quarterbacks Gabe Davis. probably be mine. Yeah, Brian said... Cooper Cup had 145 yards or whatever. Like, Gabe Davis had eight for 201 and four touchdowns. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. I, He's a, like a third-round draft pick. Yeah, one of them's moving on. One of them's not. <laughs> I think Gabe Davis was a product of Josh Allen. But I could argue Josh Allen was a product of Gabe Davis. Aaron Donald was an absolute problem. Absolute problem. I agree. I think the Rams are going to win the Super yeah. Bowl. They're good, man. They're really good. Feels like Maddie Stafford's time, and it feels like we we need three more years of OBJ, just like in everyone's face. And he feels like the sneaky guy that has a big Super Bowl. It just feels like the NFL narrative. Stafford wins it. Cup gets locked down. OBJ goes for like seven and one twenty five and two tutties in the Super Bowl. Kind of feels like that's what we're staring in the face. I love the Bengals. I, you know, I'm I, at this point. Yeah, that's where I want to win. Team. Is the Bengals? You know. Joe Burrow's so much fun. The Chase, they're good, right? Like, I would love to see that continue. Would love to see them be able to beat Mahomes. I mean, as much as we like Kafka and Mahomes and the Chiefs, and that's exciting, the Bengals going would be a good thing for cards for Joe Burrow and, mm-hmm. and some of those guys. I'm not sure the Bengals would have any chance on against either defensive line that they would play. They, I mean, they they got, what, nine or ten sacks against the Titans? Yeah. Nick Bosa, I mean, like the the Niners, I mean, yet alone Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, I mean, they would eat the Bengals offensive line up. So, yeah, if, I mean, if it's, I think if it's the Chiefs, you'll get a better game. As much as I want to see the Bengals win so bad, um, I'm just not sure you're going to get it. That'd be back-to-back home team Super Bowl champions if the Rams won. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they said no team's ever hosted both the title game and the Super Bowl. That's crazy. First time last year that somebody hosted the Super Bowl and won. Super Bowl at, as a home team. Yeah. Back-to-back years would be wild because that was like a whole thing. I remember growing up like my whole life. I was like, Never oh, had happened. They'll never be a home team win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is crazy. Stafford's cards. How do we feel? Got me an NT earlier this year. Felt good. The Rams were my Super Bowl pick to go. They were going to lose to the Browns, which was awful. Uh, wrong Ohio team. If I'd have just switched it, we might have been a little bit closer. Was on you. Uh, you were a true believer. Yeah. I was right. I was in the right right state, but 
yeah, had the Rams getting there. Stafford was my MVP pick. Picked up one of those NT autos. Like he he's so good. He just sat in Detroit for so long with nothing. Well, you add a you add a ring to his career. Who's better, him or Rodgers? Him. Not even close. Yep, Stafford. Not even close. Yep, Stafford. Real shame. Aaron. Narrative changes fast. 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 I love it. He was throwing some balls that were insane, by the way. The the throw to cup was the throw to cup was unbelievable. It was like Yeah. Dime. He holds the biscuit like. Yeah. Jay, we gotta put that put that in uh, in IG stories. I would love to hear from the listeners on that. Who if Stafford wins a ring, who has the who goes down as like a better career, whatever it is, like what which legacy is better, Stafford's or Rogers, if Stafford wins the Super Bowl? Shout out to AJ Vaynerchuk. Like three years ago, he was the first person to say if Stafford ever gets traded and wins the Super Bowl, he's like a top like ten quarterback of all time or something like that. I mean, Jay is on it fast. I mean, props to Jay. Oh no, that's a different one. But Jay, man, getting some content out while we're live. Shout out to him. Um, all right, let's. Uh, who you got? No, who got? Who got one? Chiefs. I got. You got the Chiefs. All right, we got Chiefs. Chiefs are gonna. I think beat the brakes, if I'm being frank. Chiefs, Rams. Chiefs, Rams. Yep. And I'll go Chiefs, Niners. Chiefs, Niners. Yeah, I think Rams over Chiefs in the Super Bowl is where I'm at. Chiefs over Rams in the Super Bowl. I think the Niners can scheme around the, the Rams' strength on defense, and I think they can give them a real game. Leonard Fournette was a beast, by the way. Last year. Yes. This past year, yeah. In that game, playoff, like he's just a – when he's in on the field, like, is that is that Tom Brady? Like, how does that work? I mean, Leonard Fournette hadn't done anything in a minute, and he gets Tom Brady there, and he's like, dude, I mean, dominated. Yeah, he's just a game. I mean, he's been a gamer. He's a gamer. He still probably wears his LSU pads, which is pretty sweet. Is that true? He had the purple. He had the purple shoulder pads. That's kind of going cool. the whole game. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I would imagine that has a lot. Right, I imagine that has a lot to do with the fact that like it goes from. You're talking about when he went to Tampa. He, did he join Tampa before or after Brady got there? I don't know. I don't know. Because I would imagine, like, when you go from Jacksonville where there's nothing going on to, like, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, like, it helps. You know what I mean? There, yeah, there, sure. There's a super team. It's like all these teams are super teams. Before we get out of this, I do want to finish on give Lou a little bit more opportunity to talk about Josh Allen. I know Lou said he would not spend it. Lou, you said you wouldn't spend any of your money on Josh Allen. I would not spend any of my But what money. are your thoughts on the 264 thousand dollar josh allen gold vinyl psa 10 rookie out of five non-autograph sale from this weekend i believe it was on golden i would love to know comparable sales i don't i've never seen it i don't can't recall off the top of my head like uh trying to think like a you know another recent guy prism gold but yeah gold vinyl good gold vinyl sorry good for that person who owns it i hope they uh are confident in josh going forward I won't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like attack somebody for spending. Two- that car exploded in the last year. Yeah, I'm not right? gonna attack somebody for spending 270 grand on the car. If they feel good about it, they feel good about it. But you yeah, know, he was a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. He will be a monster. He's a beast. I know that everyone. You know, just like I hate Ohio State, knowing that ever plays quarterback there will matter in the league. But Josh Allen's pretty good. I wonder what's gonna happen when he loses his offensive coordinator who built his career. Mm. Hey, real quick. Before we go, this will be the last thing about football. Yes. Who are your top five QBs going into next year right now? You you do this thing kind of where like I'm it's, supposed to be in I want to know. I want to know. I want to know who's on your mind. I want to hear Lou say it. 
I want to hear Lou say it. Like, who's your... T- oh, you're talking to me specifically. You want me to say Josh Allen's in the top five? I'm not going to say that. Is Josh Allen in the top five? No. Going to next year? No, I'm not going to say that. Come on, that. Lou. Yeah, let's I just move on from this. He'd be no. like, right down here like... I'll give you a top who five. Give me two seconds. Who was the best team that didn't make the playoffs in 97? <laughs> who did the Jets That's a good question. in week nine of 2004? Uh, all right. My top five in no particular order. Mahomes, Herbert, Brady, assuming he plays. That's three. Stafford, four. Uh, I'll go Burrow, five. Hmm. Coming up the rear at like number 31, Josh Allen. <laughs> interesting i'll never in my life no matter what i'm just letting everyone know i will never in my life say josh allen is good i just want everyone to understand he's my number one enemy in sports i will never admit he's good that's it fair all right that is interesting though there's two qbs from 2020 draft class in lose top five for next season herbert and burrow herbert feels a little staff stafford to me right now maybe 10 years Get there. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, did you guys see the graphic? I think Jason posted it yesterday on on Card Talk on the IG page. Mm-hmm. Did you see the graphic about the graded cards? So it says items graded last week. So this would have been January. I think this was posted yesterday. Uh, it says PSA graded one hundred and eighty seven thousand cards. SGC graded twenty point nine thousand cards, so right around twenty one thousand, and then thirteen point eight from BGS. It says all data sources from pop reports, BGS pop report data should be treated as representative. There can be a meaningful lag between when an item is graded and when it shows up on pop report. And this is from Gemrate. Shout out to Gemrate. Yep. Gemrate does some amazing, has some amazing data, amazing data. To me, my, when I first looked at this, the first thing I thought was it's insane how big PSA's operation must be compared to those two companies who are all on the same plane in terms of like. People think about PSA and SGC and BGS in the same sentence. That 187,000 PSA graded cards versus the next closest being SGC at 21,000 is an insane thing to consider. In terms of volume they're getting and volume they're turning around. And it kind of puts like the, like the delays in perspective. It's like they have an outrageous amount of cards they must be going through. I mean, that's, I mean, 187,000 cards in a week is 9 million a year. <laughs> it's like crazy. Nine million graded cards. Zions Crazy. are going to be worth pennies. Zions, like, but we've PSA never been probate. Zions I mean, are going to be like I have pennies. I think a lot, like a lot of that base stuff. A lot of it. Well, I'm just talking about Zion, like prospect, like what he was, and like that moment that Prism said it comes out. Da da da. Like he doesn't even play, but he's not even. You in know He's more Greg Oden than Bradley Beal. What about if you get traded to the Knicks? <laughs> Ty, Lou, somebody brought this up when I was in Dallas, and I want I want to put it out there, and I want to get your opinion, and I want to hear from the listeners as well. This is a, this is a statement. Zion Williamson deserves a lot of credit for where the card market is now. No, yes. I, I would I would say Luca deserves more. Yeah, if Luke, if you're you're talking about the hype around 1920 basketball product and the chase for Zion was 50x compared Prism retail in 1819 was below the market. 
Luca was great, but the chase for Zion was modern day LeBron James hype and potential in a sports card market that was exploding. Zion put the card market in a different realm. He may not still be here now. We He started it. He didn't con- to mm-hmm. continue to fuel it, but Zion definitely was one of the reasons the market took off. His his stuff, that, that hype, we have not seen anything like it since. Let me ask you a question. When 2019 basketball was coming out, everything was so hot, right? How much was 2018 selling for at that point? The answer is a lot more. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know some heads, so I, I have no idea. Okay, so so whenever 1920 was coming out, people were chasing Luca just as hard, if not harder. So it might when it when it dropped, it might have been lower. But when the time when the time came for the thing to get ramped up, people like Lucas were always higher than than Zion. Uh, I would just dis- I would disagree with that. I think the anticipation for Zion was. 10, yeah. 25, 50x of Luca going into it, obviously. So there's more build up. But Giannis, Luca was important to get to Zion. I don't think you get to the hype of Zion without seeing what the Luca market was doing based on him playing and what Zion could be. I think it all just goes over my head because I'm on wax on this podcast from the jump saying that Zion was pretty much a 50 year old dude in an 18 year old body. And that's where I think we're at. But I want to go real back to this PSA SGC Beckett. I'm more shocked that SGC is doing almost double the amount, call it 38% more or whatever, than Beckett. In Personally, I'd rather have my card slabbed in a Beckett slab than an SGC. But from new entrants in the market, or it's clear that SGC has just won the brand and marketing game, in, in my opinion. And Beckett, such a established brand, I just view it like, I don't know, I see it as quality, but it feels like they've missed their messaging mark and people are falling off. I, I think the key here, there's a couple of key t- takes, right? I obviously agree with SGC, so I, I agree like with, with your statement there, Ty, but I also think it's got to be, we got to be careful that like Beckett doesn't have a lot of options open. I think they only have the most expensive one. Okay. So they're not actively taking bulk or, you know, what any of their other options to continue to grade. They might, I don't, I'm sure they're taking something. I don't know what it is. I haven't looked in months, but like SGC mm-hmm. is. I think it's like their express equivalent or something. Yeah. So like SGC is actively taking submissions. So I think the argument is probably more, I would assume that Beckett's getting more through backlog from older orders that have been there for a year than taking new submissions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily sure it's apples to apples. I think this is more apples to oranges when you're looking at it. But it it definitely brings up the argument that like SGC is definitely here to stay. I mean, yeah. 20,000 cards a week is no joke. I mean, that's, that's And operating that's a, lot a of real cards. business. 1,000%. When we started this podcast, if you look at that, th- these numbers... I'm sure it was a lot less. SGC might not even be in the top three. I don't even know. Like they were in the mix, but they've they've done an amazing job. Do they have as many options open as PSA? They have like all of them, I think. Yeah, I mean they have they have a couple different options. I mean they they do like a five day and a bulk, and I mean mm-hmm. they have they have a couple different ones. I mean the only one we use is bulk, so that's one I can really only speak to, but. Do you think Beckett's getting devalued in the marketplace? I don't know if it's a like that's the million dollar question. Is it is it Beckett being devalued or is it PSA just being overvalued? Mm-hmm. Like 
the PSA 10 is the, like, it's PSA 10 or bust. If it's not PSA 10, you don't want it. Yeah, it, it used to be like a little like PSA 10 slightly above BGS 9.5. Some could kind of like comp them. That's completely broken mm-hmm. apart, right? Especially in like a min gem. There's also been a pretty yeah. significant breakdown between like min gem, true gem, and true gem plus. You know what I mean? That's become pretty significant. It, especially like, again, some of the things I've been looking at, I've been, we've listed a thousand cards on eBay in the last two weeks. And as I'm comping stuff, the one thing I would some light tell the one thing I would say is the gap between a raw card and a PSA nine is a lot closer than it used to be as the PSA nine to the PSA 10 is separated tremendously. Like if you really look, I don't have any data in front of me to speak about this, Mm -hmm. but as someone that's looked up a lot of cards recently, there are certainly cases there where a PSA nine to a raw price, like is is very 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 close and then you look at a ps10 and it's 3x what a nine sells for couple takeaways on that that scares me because it just feels so speculative that a raw and psa9 gap is closing makes sense to me why psa10 is then running but it just screams speculation to me in terms of like people want raw and if it's a psa9 they just want the chance at a 10 your point about Mint Gem, Gem Mint, Gem Mint Plus is also where I believe Beckett is losing. In a world where there's so many new entrants, the ability to just say PSA 10 versus I have a Beckett 9.5. Oh, you have four different versions of a Beckett 9.5. Like, what does that mean? Da, 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 da. Like, it's just hard messaging to get across. Whereas like PSA 10 is just clean. Like, it is what it is. You know, this market of like Beckett. You can have four different valuations on a Zion Beckett 9.5, which I think is tough for the average consumer in the market. So Jay brings up a point. He said, you know, PSA 9s, Mahomes, Prism, and Josh Allen increased way more than their 10s after the game. Like, I'm sure there's certainly a case for both. Those guys obviously had one of the best games of their careers against each other. It was a big game. It's the best playoff game we've seen. People are looking to get in at a lower price. Right. So yeah, people are trying to get in maybe on those things. But again, I'll find some some stuff. We'll talk about it. But I think it makes an interesting conversation if that continues to trend that way, where like Tyler said, because I think Tyler's point is really the reason that people are going to start to want to get the raw one with a shot at a 10 rather than just buy the nine. Yeah, I think two things. Uh, number one, everyone should read that article that Jason wrote. Maybe we can put in like the description for the YouTube and the Spotify and all that. I think a big piece of that is these high liquidity, the high liquidity, but like the, like the high number of cards, like a Zion and a jaw and a Herbert and a burrow and like all that. There's so many of these now. So there's going to be so much variation. There's going to be gazillion min gems, a gazillion true gems, a gazillion true gem pluses. And so it's like, there's just so much liquidity on all of these that the prices are going to be lower. I think that's inevitable. I do wonder how much of the SGC thing is the price point as well. Because if you're talking about new entrants, new entrants don't want to pay 150 bucks; They want to pay 25 bucks. But PSA just opened a $50 option. But the $50 option can take three months, four months. $25 SGC option takes three weeks. We've talked about this when SGC first, stopped, when it first opened up, right? Lou, yep. Lou was not a pro SGC, right? We had a conversation about this, mm-hmm. that that price point, people are still going to want to grade cards. They're going to want their new rookies of Cade Cunningham. They're going to want what, you know, first to market means something. People are going to still grade cards. And as you see, proved that they've made a lot of the right decisions in the last 
couple months when they had this opportunity, that was important. Don't become PSA and get so far behind you got to close. They didn't do that. They took advantage of an opportunity and you can see now it's it's paying dividends. They fill the white space. All right, so we are going to get into play of the week. I think it's worth noting, Lou and I both heard this before we started and uh, Tyler has seen it in text message. Jason has made it clear Jay's made it clear. I think this we should is do the this. best play of the week ever. I think we should ever. do this. I'm so yeah, concerned. Really. And if you know Lou, Tyler, and I, you will know that we'll go into this and we will. I'm going to be uh, nice because I'm worried for Jay. We've been told this before and it was lackluster. I'm worried for Jay. Let's go. So Jay says no worries. He's still running it. In it's the, also in the an, chat. It's extra long. It's seven play play of the week. As it's opposed seven to plays this week. This is the longest play of the week we've ever done. All right, Jay, let's run it. First play. Treadway. My God. Treadway is uh, Tyler's local. He said, uh, my, my make a play submission. My first photo or first photo purchased a Spider-Man jambalaya on uh, January 21st last year for $60. Sold three days shy of a year after subbing it to PSA with CC2 grading. Got a PSA nine, only copy grade. It's a great start, Jay. Great start. Yeah, Jay. I, I Sold agree. and paid for fifteen hundred dollars. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm fired about this for sure. Okay, so number one, I didn't know there was Jumbalaya Spider Man's. That's awesome. Was not Same. aware of that. I'm all in. Sixty one bucks on this play a a year ago is really really interesting because this is probably before all these cards popped off. I would imagine. Rod, do you have any extra insight? Why are you smiling? I don't know anything about like okay, good the Marvel stuff. So this is a, this is a you conversation. I love sixty one to fifteen hundred. I love the hustle there, uh, but I don't I don't know enough about it. This is a you guys conversation. Yeah, I think it's interesting. These like quote unquote like you're combining interests, right? Like you're combining mm-hmm. the Spider Man hype with the Jambalayas and like all of those type of cards. So I think it's a really interesting play. PSA nine pop one is really cool. That's pretty good. Jambalaya Spider-Man super sweet. Jambalaya's dope insert. I respect this play tremendously. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of people looking up Jambalaya other Marvel. They're going to get the Venom, Hulk. I don't know what the checklist is. We're going to fire that bad boy up. But 2017 Marvel Jambalaya feels hot. That's pretty good. Yeah, 60, 60 bucks to 1500 over a year. That's, that's pretty good. That works. All right, good start, Jay. All right, next one is from Danny Dimebox. He said, I've got a great makeup play for next week's show. I bought this Darius Garland flawless patch off of eBay in February of 2021 for $251. Sent it off to the best grading service out there, CC2 Grading. My Facts. God. It got a nine. Then sold it on eBay a couple, a couple nights ago. For $5,000. My reasoning for buying it was because Garland is upper deck exclusive, so he doesn't have any autos, which means no RPAs. Wow. I love that rationale. This is game-worn Darius Garland patch. So Flawless is, I believe, I'm almost positive, the only game-worn cards they have of rookies, I believe, are from Flawless. So this is a game-worn Darius Garland rookie patch, 2 of 10. He bought uh, about a year ago. For two fifty one, graded it, got a nine, and sold for five thousand dollars eight days ago. So he's in. He's into for it. He's into it for like four, four hundred, four twenty five. No, if he graded it like 
a, a year ago, it'd probably cost 75, 80. I mean, yeah, I mean, three, three and a quarter, 350 pre fees. You're going to get a $250 or $500 fee on eBay cap. At some point, I think it caps like 250, 500, something like that. So yeah, he's probably getting 4,500. So he's probably making 4,000 on this card. Love it for the rationale of the upper deck exclusive. I also, there's just something too, like these got these basketball guys have like hot couple weeks. And if you're into it at the right, if you have this card available at the right time, like you could really make some, some good returns. Yeah, that's crazy. That four grand on a Garland patch. That's wild. Crazy. That's Cav- next level. Cavs are hot. They don't even have a Rubio. Cleveland's hot. This is a city. Well, mm, All-star game coming in. That. It's part of a great state. True. All right, next play, Jay. All right, this is from Augusto Vieira. Says, hey, gentlemen, day one listener from Puerto Rico. I got into F1 with the Netflix series and followed the 2021 season closely. Respected Max's all or nothing approach, did some research and learned of his fan base known as the Orange Army and his growing popularity. Researching the Topps Chrome product, I found out that cards number to 25 are orange refractors, gravitated towards the track tag insert and has because it has a comic book vibe that the card market seems to like. Uh, so on May 2021, I purchased a Track Tags Orange Refractor out of 25 for 525 raw on eBay. Yeah, you did. Graded for 205 in October and got a PSA 8. So all in about $730. I sold it on December 21st for $5,500. An almost 7.5x return. Used the profits to purchase fractional ownership of a Brady SPX Spectrum rookie and hoping to buy an F1 2020 Topps Chrome Hobby Box mid-February. Thanks for the lessons learned. Keep up the good work. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Augusto. I almost got like a tear. I'm going to be real off that one. Fires me up. That's like everything we've been talking about for like since we started the show. It's crazy. We got Augusto day one down in PR looking like he clearly likes sneakers and Gets into F one five hundred dollars card. That's what I'm saying. But but it's all the things. Do a I little research. The, you you I learn about it, yes. this guy Max. You watch the yeah, show. Yeah. You're like this guy's got some juice. You act on it. You do a little research. The research leads you to understand that his crew is the Orange Army. You do a little research on the checklist. You see the oranges of twenty five. You attach that to Max. You see comic book stuffs hot. You make all those plays yeah. all together, and you go in. At not a, it, this wasn't a fifty dollars pickup. This was like a gumption. I'm going to spend seven fifty on this. Yeah, that's not make like the no sale, joke. And then you immediately recycle those profits into like a very low risk, potentially very high upside asset, and then some fun with risk. Like it was just, all of it is like two years of, I think, what we jam on and talk about into this card is just pretty sweet. Shout out to the Dutch. Yeah, the the fact that you did the research to find out, you know, about the Orange Army, uh, you know, Max's, you know, all of the research he did about the card, Max, like everything, graded it, moved it, put it into something right away, didn't try to get, you know, six grand, try to get 55, like got what he could, moved it, reinvested it like love it yeah this is a this this is a good play and was patient because probably during the middle of the season when max is doing well he could have offloaded it definitely definitely could have offloaded it throughout the season yeah that's pretty good all right jay next play that's three we're about about to be halfway all right so this is from 
DZ sports underscore sports cards. It says play of the week or even the year. I was searching to check out my cards for 1986 Fleer Jordan stickers, and I found a beauty that was graded a PSE 5. After looking it over, there was no way it should have been a 5. Only issue was some wax in the back. Super crisp corners, color, etc. I bought it for $1,100, and when I got it delivered, I cracked it out, worked on getting the wax off the back, and I sent it back to PSA with a $150 submission level. Just got the email that I'm being charged more because of the value. They gave it a 9. PSA 9 Jordan stickers go for between six to 7000 so it jumped four grades from a 5 to a 9. All in, 1700 bucks. Value now, 6500 Let me ask a quick question before we jump into this. I love this. This is great, assuming everything is kosher. Yeah, there's a little gray. Are you allowed to get the wax? Like, Is that allowed? Is that okay? As long as you're doing it safely, is that okay? I'm going to ask. There's a fine line. Which line, what side of the line do you fall on? Uh, my understanding is, again, just being in cards 15 years, my understanding is that uh, pantyhose will get wax off. Not one time have I ever tried to get panty or use pantyhose to get wax off of a card. Again, just, like you do a little rubski with a little pantsky. And you're talking like a microfiber? That's, that's what you're saying? Yeah, you're talking about like a cloth? <laughs> I would assume microfibers for more like chrome cards. Like, is that, so wait, so is that allowed to get the wax off or not? Don't know. I don't make the rules. I think this should be disqualified considering it's on a fine line. But I congrats on the nine. Respect it. You got to, you know, at the end of the day, the market has to have faith in PSA or the whole thing goes belly up. I don't think this is a one-off thing. I think certain wax, da, 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 would this be considered altering? I'm not sure. Do I have a take on it? In my gut, would you feel great buying this card as a PSA 9, knowing it was a 5, got cracked, wax removed, and then put into a 9? How would you feel as the buyer if you knew that going into it? I think that's a good way to put this. I wouldn't care if there was... I wouldn't care either. Cool. So then, to me, like, if you would buy it, then I don't want to bury DZ. I think so. it's probably a fine line where people are on one side or the other. See, I think this is different, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is a different than cutting a piece of the card off the card. Like, those are not the same thing. That is altering a card. This is getting something that shouldn't... I mean, yeah, I get it. It's a fine line. Very, 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 very fine line. Yeah, like, if you have dust on a card, you're allowed to wipe it off. This is like, yeah, it's like, you're not supposed to touch it, but like, you know. I respect the play. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Good yeah. job, DZ. I think PSA does knows what they're doing, and I respect the play. Yep. Next play, Jay. All right, Mo Cards. This Tiger. Is good. Ross. He said, I recently went to my LCS and sat down at the 10-cent card box. I was digging and found a row that said miscellaneous. So I started looking and found a 2014 Upper Deck 25th Anniversary Saul Canelo, Canelo Alvarez Rookie Legend card number 61. I bought it thinking it could be a cool little flip. I got home and looked at eBay, and there was only three up. They were for $500, at the, and the last one sold for $150. I listed it immediately for $299 and had offers right away. I needed around 100 bucks to get a Lewis Hamilton chrome base rookie to go hold long-term, and I've been watching for a while. It sold today for, and I have watching for a while, and it sold today for $185, and was able to snag a chrome Lewis Hamilton base and got a sweet Nolan Arenado 101 patch auto for the PC. 10 cents into a long-term hold and an awesome PC card. Huge W. 10 cents to 100 
fifty bucks or whatever. That's pretty good. One eighty probably could have went. Like, can I get it for a nickel? If you start, do you arguing... think he paid in a dime? Do you think he paid in a dime? No, he like... probably. No, I think he bought an entire deal for like forty bucks worth of value box stuff, and probably got this for free. I respect. That's crazy. I'm joking. I'm, it's crazy. What I the couple things I picked up on. Did he not eBay it? Like on on site? Was he just like this feels right? And they got home. Yeah, I think. He, yeah, that's what it sounds like. He did. Yeah, Ty. When you're buying ten cent cards, you're not sitting there looking up every single ten cent card. I get it, but like it's a big card. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a, a, you know, you take a chance, and you're like, that's the moment where you see it, and you're like, I got something. How do I contain my excitement so that they don't pick up on that? I know I got something. You know, a little move I'll do at shows. I'm going through a value box and like, I'll be going through a pile. Like I'm flipping through these things quick. And I see one that's like, this is a winner. I'll take the card and the card on top of it. And I'll set those down. So the top card is the one that somebody sees if they walk by, not the card I like most. Tricks of the trade, baby. I love Ryan. It's a brilliant play. It's a it's So then so someone doesn't good. walk by and say, oh, wow, you found that in the dollar box. We've all been burned by the passerby. A thousand percent. We've all Somebody been burned by the say, passerby. Hey, man, that's a great buy. That's fantastic. You're like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Yo, great buy. Oh, wait, yeah, did I you buy that yet? Not, no, out. Sorry. Like, okay, thank you. You got to put like a like a Jordan Alvarez tops flagship on top of it and just <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Hope no one notices. All right, Jay, next play. So LA card guy says, play of the week sub. Was set in, uh, I was set up today at the Newport Card Show down in SoCal and came across this Joey B rookie quad patch number to 50. The vendor was asking for $50. It felt low, so I checked eBay and found the last comp was 67 but that was back in November. So I offered the guy 45 because I didn't want to pull a J. <laughs> Love it. He said, got the burrow, so I had room to display it at my table. So I parked it at my, uh, got the burrow, but had no room at my table to display it. So I parked it at a buddy's table who offered to sell it for me. About an hour later, before the game started, my buddy walked over with $150 from selling the Joe Burrow. The fact that it didn't make a J makes this more exciting. I'd have probably offered 40 but that's neither here nor there. I respect the don't pull a J. There's a couple things. The same day buy sale out of show. Is a play. Nothing like it. I, I, nope. I, there's nothing yeah. like it. There's nothing like it. it. It's like, I believe, the essence of sports cards to me. If you, that is like, you, he learns more from that. Like a 14 year old kid being able to pull that off learns more from that than like sixth, seventh, eighth grade combined, in my opinion. Next. For sure. The fact that my man's went, I didn't have any room at my table. So I'm going to swing it down to my boy's table when it's Great. Joey Burrow in the playoff that he just made a play on and feel good about. I don't know what else is at his table, but like you just move one I mean, card. swindled his buddy for some card. table space. I immediately see a pink mosaic Zion right there. I probably would have made that swap. I'm just saying. And then, I hope he cut your yeah, boy you in. 10? Like, did uh, you give your boy you not, 10, no right? piece? I'm throwing him 10 at least. 20 maybe. I mean, a table's got to be, what, 40, 50, 100 bucks? Like, 10 bucks is a tenth of the table for one card. Like, hey, man. I don't have spot in my table, guy, but <laughs> I, mean, I know you do because you have a bunch of bump down there. <laughs> and then threw Jay under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, all-encompassing L.A. card guy. Bounty Hunter David. That's a pretty good one. All right, 
Next, Jay. <laughs> oh, I get what Jay was doing now. It was all worth it. Oh, this is fan fucking tastic. <laughs> this when when was the date on this? This is February seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. So this is hilarious. All right. So if you're not if you're not watching, so this is back in two thousand nineteen. A listener sent this in on IG. It's about me. So for perspective, before I got on Instagram. I was on blowout. I was really big on blowout. I think I had, you know, 900 plus feedback. I posted all the time. It was like Instagram and social media, pre-social media. Like this is where it was. 10,000 posts. You were out here grinding. Yeah, that's I was waiting to go there. But (laughs) yeah, in 2013, photo bucket started to charge money to post pictures on there. That led me to Instagram. It was free. Instagram blew up, right? We were able to, to grow that. So I was on blowout every day, trading, buying, and selling, no different than Instagram now. Cards have been a big part of my life for a long, long time. Uh, And somebody found an old post by me that said, Tom Brady, Panini, one auto for trade, looking for mainly Sam Darnold, prism, optic contenders, but we'll look at other stuff, looking for mainly football or basketball. And someone tweeted or messaged Jay and said, mailback question. I saw in blowout forums that Ryan had a thread back in 2019 that he had a Tom Brady auto and was looking to trade for Sam Darnold. Specific request was only player in the thread. Just wondering how that trade worked out. Sam Darnold, always a hot topic on this show. Not trying to be a jerk. Just thought it was funny, ironic for Brady, for a Brady fan that was looking for Jets cards. Uh, And the show talks about the Brady Darnold so much. Yeah, so like, been very open about this. Darnold was one guy I was really, really, really big on. I got a lot of flack for Darnold because he didn't end up turning out to be anything. Truth be told, I moved most of my Darnold at the 2019 National. Made a significant, did pretty well on him. I probably kept more than I should. I got out of National Treasures, Prism Silver 10s. Like, I got out of most of them. I probably had 30 autos still, 35, 40. I think we we bought a bunch of the silvers off you, if I remember. Ton, yeah. I sold Gary all, all seven silvers. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of them. And then went into the season with somewhere between like 30 and 40 autos and, uh, you know, should have got out of those sooner. Obviously, Darnold has not aspired, you know, has has not done much in his career. Not sure how you find this thread. This thread's super old, but honestly, it's probably one of the last times I ever posted on below. I don't, I haven't been on there in a while, I don't think. Um, So I would be fairly surprised if this is not my newest post. Yeah, Jay said it's my last one. I will try to not go on a little bit of a rant. But we, you and I spoke on the phone for like 40 minutes last night. When I look at this, I see a few things. I see that you joined Blowout Forums in September of 2010, 11 years ago. You posted on Blowout Forums 10,500 times. You've since posted on Instagram 8,965 times. And you have 82.9, 82,900 followers roughly card shop business i just keep going back to like it's the work it i I, always on my mind is the question we got last week about opening a shop and what it takes and the time and and all that jazz and i just think it's proofs in the pudding proof is in the pudding proof is in the pudding and that's the only thing i i see about this like darnold prism everyone's got their thing 10,500 posts 10,000 people talk about 10,000 hours across these two platforms alone let alone twitter I mean, you know what it takes to post on Instagram 8,965 times? And I'll be honest, I'm, please know I'm not trying to 
toot my horn here. You can. When I first started on IG, I was super big about keeping it like real. Like I, I just was like, I would post pictures and then when they were gone, I would delete them. So if you go back to my old posts, it's from like 2016 or 17 when I was at Ohio State. So I probably had three years of posts that were just deleted, like just gone. Like I remember posting, I had a Giovanni Bernard 2013 Absolute 101 Shield Auto. I think that was the first card I ever really posted on IG. It's not there anymore. Um, but I was big in Geo and Le'Veon Bell in 13. I mean, I sold, I sold 50, I had 50 Geo rookie autos and like 60 Le'Veon Bell autos. And I sold them all. I mean, at like eight to $40 a piece and bought a car, right? Like back in 2013. So I wish I would have kept more of that stuff and really showed the journey. You didn't know back then, but yeah, it's just wild. It was cool seeing Gio Bernard this weekend. I can't believe that guy's still around. Dude, he was electric coming out he of college. He's still balling. He was electric. Do you think that the original card collector figured out that you jumped on the blowout name and then he jumped on Instagram before you could? Or what do you Yeah, think? I'm not really sure. So, like, again. Oh, because you're the card collector. He's yeah, just so card collector. That's how the two came in. Two is my lucky number, right? So, when I tried to go to IG in 13, I tried to be card collector and it wasn't available. So it was, okay, well, it's my lucky number two. And this is, you know, before a lot of people were on IG. So it was just card clicks two. And that's uh, that's how it happened. Were you a Jeter guy? No, not really. I, I hated the Yankees and he went to Michigan. So, I mean, Jeter, I can respect mm-hmm. his career and he's got one of the best signatures ever. So like, it's cool to have some, some Jeter mm-hmm. stuff. He's an icon, yes. but it's never someone I'm like, yeah, go Jeter. He was a Yankee and went to Michigan. Those are. You also know he's. Now batting number two. Number two. Derek Jeter. I don't think Ryan knows that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's not a me joke. I'm He's not number two. Guy, if you like number Jeter two, guy. then Jeter is number two. Yeah, A no, fact. He wore number two. All right, let's pick a winner. These are some good plays. I think I know what mine is. Yeah. yeah this is a good Jay, job, Jay. Called your shot. I still you think we should keep the... the 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 pump up to a minimum pre-show, but, you know, this is a good Because we would have been super gassed, but... I want to pick the Burrow because he smoked Jay and he used his buddy's table and didn't pay his buddy and only got five off when he could have got ten off. Uh, but the 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 winner is uh is to me is the Verstappen. Me as well. It feels the most us. Yeah, it does. It feel really the most does. Us. The the Marvel Jambalaya is right there too. To be frank, I like the Garland. Tyler is, is definitely uh you know knows what he's doing. He uh. He's got some cool stuff. The Garland game used that upper deck exclusive, like seeing that we could pick mm-hmm. any of these, any, any of these could be picked, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with, with the max. I'm going to go with max as well. My second would have been Garland. If it matters. Max. Same. Yeah. Max is a winner. What a week. Yeah. What a week. Shout out to everybody who uh, submitted a play. Yeah, that was, that was fun. We need, I need more play of the week in my life. I do think we, we, uh, we're going to want to hit on this before we leave with uh, this week's releases. It is one of, if it's probably one of the biggest releases of the of, uh, week, release weeks of the year. I'm going to look up all the products, but two of them for sure are Flawless Basketball and Immaculate Football. Let's go. Cool. Immaculate Football. Eli Moore, talk to me. So Flawless Basketball. Uh, currently pre-selling for pre-selling for over, I think it's around around twenty four thousand a case. That's twelve thousand a box. That's, I believe there's ten to twelve cards. So that's right around a thousand dollars a card average. Will be will be a pretty. I mean that that's the product. That's the most 
Like that's the most, in my eyes, the most collected sports product they make. People could argue transcendent because it's like 27,000. It's huge. You get a VIP party ticket. I don't think that compares to flawless basketball. I think flawless basketball is the number one product in sports. Um, so I would say this, that, that flawless matters. There's a triple logo man of LeBron from his Miami days, his Cavs days, and his Lakers days. There's a logo man of each team. Uh, mm. I have seen seven figure offers already. I heard a report that said that Shine was interested, wouldn't put what he would disclose, but I, I heard it was like, quote unquote, I'll pay more than the next guy type thing. So I, I that card will be intriguing. That's a big card. There's a triple logo man of Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Um, there's some there's some big cards, obviously, LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, game use stuff. Um, so Flawless has major potential. And then other than that, uh, not much. Mosaic, no huddle, wild card illumination, Sage 2022 Premier Low Series. So the next year's guys already, 2022 stuff, that seems. Wait, what is that? Say that again? 2022 Sage. So like uh, guys like, I'm going to see who's in the checklist. But it would be like guys like Kenny Pickett, Chris Olave, the next year's guys. Uh-huh. In college jerseys. Interesting. Sage low series football. What does low series mean? Yep. So it's got autos of guys like on the checklist, Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis. Every It's 16 packs per box, 16 autographs. So one autograph per pack. Autograph checklist includes guys that I recognize. Amon Gardner um, from Cincinnati. Let's see if I recognize any of these other names right away. Alave, go Bucks. David Bell, Purdue, I think won the uh, Blitnikov. Mm-hmm. I think he's a Vayner sports guy. Is he? Did you guys see that Georgia receiver who transferred to Alabama? No. No. Very strange. The number two receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs transferred to yeah, Alabama. I mean, they're losing their three or four guys. Like, Mechie left. Oh, Jamison Williams left. I just don't know why you tran- Like, I would love to know what the rationale is for the Because you're getting so the ball strange. thrown to you from Bryce Young other than... Stetson Bennett, the fourth. That's great, but you just want a natty. Cool, we're trying to win another natty. I'm not betting on Stetson, Hudson, Bennett, the fourth, eighth, or like whatever. It's no disrespect. Like, he's not very good. Put some respect. He just won the natty. Honestly, I think the game, it's just changed. I I just. The transfer portal is crazy. It's just like. The transfer portal. Like, why would you not? Like, you're a sophomore, right? You got one or two more years to play. You go to Georgia, they recruit you, you go through the whole thing, you win the natty, life's amazing, and then Saban calls you. And it's like, that was cool. Like, want to come rock with us next year? Yeah, like, right. why not? Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. It's just right? not something you or see like, all the time. Or even like, go to like FAU and just be like, you know, I'm just getting nice for the draft next year. I don't know. It's just college football, college sports Very in general. We're in this early, early, early phase of like, what is going to continue to just be utter madness? The Jackson State, the Jackson State thing is a very big yes. indicator of what's to come. Sage has got some guys that are coming up this year um, that are going to be drafted: Olave, Desmond Ritter, David Bell, uh, Malik Willis, and then they've got some like next up kind of guys. It's called next level. They've got guys like Julian Fleming, the kid from uh, Pennsylvania that went to Ohio State, it's wide receiver. They've got Spencer Rattler. He's like an NIL Rattler, stuff. so it's cool. kind of a mix. Um, I don't see anything super super crazy like. I would assume the best auto is probably Kenny Pickett, but it's a tough year for quarterbacks. That is what is going to be interesting about next season. Four cards is the QBs 
the skill position players are just not what they were this year with five quarterbacks in the first round in the last two years. Like you're just not, I mean, you might get it next year, but I'm not sure Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ritter are quite the same as Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Tua and Jordan Love. I just, we'll see. Can you be a little respectful, please? Oh, Zach Wilson too. I knew I missed Thank one. You. I couldn't remember who it was. Mac Jones, like Mac Jones, yes, Ma- Mac Jones, one A or one B, and rookie of the year voting. Did you just say one A? Yeah, Mac Jones will be first, first or second in rookie of the year voting. Come on, bro, Jamar Chase. Are you out of your mind? Where do you think Mac Jones is going to finish? One B. I said one A or one B. It's going to be one A. Yeah, but it's like not one A. Yeah, it's like it's like one, and then like I'm just saying, I didn't pick Zach Wilson to finish in the top three. Okay, injury. He missed like one game. That's what he lost. Missed four. Post release calendar banter is nice. This is a good episode. It's like the outro. It's like when the the credits are running, you get a little yeah, it's like do 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 extra scenes do 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 for like an hour. Da da da. Alright. Alright, I'm out. Alright, boys. It's been a pleasure. See everybody next week. See you guys. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.